the Alan Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. As we welcome in our next guest, Baylor's associate head coach, Alvin Brooks III from Baylor Men's Basketball, joins us. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Well, we were selected. Um, you know, obviously we've been blessed with, you know, great players in the past that is in position to win a lot of games and Due to the success of the program, we were asked to represent the, to represent the United States, and we were scheduled to um, go a while, but because of COVID, we weren't allowed to go. And even this year, uh, we were scheduled to go to China, but because of you know COVID and everything, we weren't allowed to go. And so, um, Toronto, Canada is the place that we'll be now. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Uh, what what an opportunity, and uh, I think I'm right, uh, aren't I, that you're going to wear USA uh, uniforms, jerseys, right? Yes, we are. It's, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it gives us all a chance to, you know, it's something that, you know, as a kid, a lot of us dream about, to wear a United States jersey. You watch the Olympics a lot. And, you know, now we get as coaches, we have United States gear. And so we have an opportunity to represent our great country. And, you know, our goal is to go out there and give the maximum effort to make the country proud. Nice. Very, very cool. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, this is the best of the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Aaron Sexton. It is the best of the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Today's show will feature an interview that John did with Mitch Thompson. It was his first interview after being hired as Baylor's new head baseball coach. That's coming up in the first segment. Also coming up this hour, John talks with Van McElroy, former Baylor football great and current Uvalde resident. John talked with him right after the Uvalde shootings and got his thoughts on what happened. And later in the hour, Jake Baskin from the Baylor Bear Foundation about what they have upcoming. John's conversation with him coming up later in the hour. Right now, though, John talks with new Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson. It's the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Mitch Thompson wasn't given this job. He, he earned it. And he was the best of the best when we think about a really, really deep and, and talented, talented pool. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on a Friday, still riding high after the big announcement yesterday. That was Mac Rhodes in the open, uh, Baylor's athletic director, making the announcement, introducing Mitch Thompson as Baylor's new head baseball coach. Fun day yesterday, all the way around. Uh, we'll talk about all of that, but uh, let's talk to the man himself starting out the hour today. 
Mitch Thompson, Baylor head baseball coach, joins us now. And uh, how are you the day after the big day yesterday? We're hot, hard at it, John. It's a hot day out here in Texas, I can tell you that right now. I bet you are, man. What uh, what a great day yesterday. I thought things just went great. The uh, turnout, the people that were there, you know, for the press conference, that was just fantastic. Really touched by all the folks that came out. And I know that, uh, you know, I was, I was contacted by so many others that wish they could have been there. And I was, you know, blessed by all of them. But uh, to see all the former players that were there, to see the current players that were there, um, to see the fans that were there. It was just uh, it was a lot of fun for me and my family, and uh, what a special day for us. And you had a, uh, after the press conference, a Heart of the Order luncheon, and the current players and the uh, former players that were here, they were in attendance there. Then I think you were meeting with them after the luncheon. Uh, what was your message there, and how'd that go? Yeah, no, the message was basically the same, just that, uh, you know, I, I appreciate their support over the years so much, and that that we're going to need their support in the future. And uh, I wanted to reconnect with them and wanted to kind of reconnect some of the, uh, you know, the current players with, uh, with, uh, with some of our alumni and just, you know, uh, kind of bridge the gaps here a little bit. Uh, It was, it was, it was fun to do that too. And to see, you know, Jason Jennings and Kelly Shopik and David Murphy, uh, you know, pouring into people. It was just, it was really fun. Yeah. Really, really cool to have all those guys here and really, you know, show, how much they appreciate you and love you and support you, you know, in this position. That that was really, really uh, heartwarming. Uh, did you sleep good last night? For sure. Yeah, would you sleep yeah, good I last did. night I or you got good? Yeah, I, <laughs> I bet you did. I did, buddy. When I hit the hit the pillow, I didn't move. Uh, Amber and I talked about it last night and just said, you know, I'm kind of out of gas. Yeah, it was me too. It's, it was it was a it was a short night at the Thompson house. But then you probably, when you opened your eyes this morning, man, you were you were going ninety miles an hour again, weren't you? Ding ding, it yeah. came on. Yeah, yep. What uh, sound like a game in the background? Uh, you hitting you on the road again? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's how you, that's how we got to find players. That's how we got to get it done. <laughs> right, uh, right. You know, and and, and that, that's that's the name of the game. So, yep, we're out here today. It's it's a hot day. I can promise you that. I don't know what the air, that air conditioning feels like where you're at. Uh huh. It's pretty hot out here. <laughs> it is nice inside, I'll tell you that. But I appreciate you being outside. And uh, what what what's the feel you get uh, about a roster? You know, as you think ahead, there's there's a long ways to go and a lot of moving parts. But uh, what what are your thoughts right now, roster wise? Well, it was good to meet all the current players that were there yesterday and be able to put a face with a name and you know just get the chance to say hello to them. Uh, you know, I know that they're excited, and that's good. Um, you know, I'm excited for them and all that. Uh, we're we're, we're going to be busy all summer long. You know, we're going to try and take advantage of the transfer portal. We're going to find guys that that we think have been, uh, you know, passed over that shouldn't have been passed over, and we're going to try and try and make some connections and add to the roster for sure. But you know, uh, it's a it's a it's a constant process. This recruiting thing never stops, and so once you, once you start, you just keep going forever, and uh, and that's that's where we're at. So. We'll, we'll be making some adjustments to it, no question, and making some additions. But, uh, you know, um, we'll, we'll be putting the best one we can put together as fast as we can. You know, the transfer portal uh, giveth, but it taketh away also. But this year, you know, it might be a, a, a good option if you have to fill some holes. Yeah, no, I mean, there's going to be some guys out there. There's no question there are right now, and we're, we're communicating with some kids. And, um 
you know, getting 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 their transcripts evaluated and all that good stuff. So we're we're working at it. I'm 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 really excited to be adding you know staff here, and then now it's not just a one man show for the last week. It can it can start being a three man show. That'll yeah. be a lot better. Yeah, nice. All right. Since the press conference yesterday, the announcement came out at noon today. Uh, James Leverton as your pitching coach. Uh, tell us about him. Yeah, Lev's, Lev's phenomenal. He's really a, a, an outstanding talent evaluator, a, a student of the game. You know, a young guy, 30-some years old, uh, but, I mean, go-getter, man. And a great talent evaluator, a, a relentless recruiter, fearless recruiter. I, I've, you know, he was with me for four years at McLennan, and, you know, he'd see, a, he'd see a really good player, and he was going in there and getting in there with anybody and everybody and competing and trying to sell and working and, and because of that, we got some guys. And so uh, I love having him on the road with us and, and going out and finding players. He's one of those guys, you know, one of the one of the best things about it for me is I don't have to question If James says he can play, he can play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and that's what you want from your staff, where it's not something where you say, oh, well, I need to see it too to, to confirm uh, bullcrap. Uh, James has got it. And, uh, and, you know, if he sees them and he likes them, we're good. So. Love him about that, but even better than that, this guy is a um, a really good day to day pitching coach. I mean, he helps guys make adjustments. You know, his his last two years at McLennan, he had the uh, the top NJCAA draft pick in America taken off his pitching staffs. Uh, you know, took one guy that was a 36th rounder out of high school, turned him into a second rounder, helped him become a second rounder. Did the exact same thing with. Logan Henderson the, the following year, who was the NJCA pitcher of the year for the whole country. And, you know, Logan's an undrafted guy that, that turns into a fourth round pick. And so really good, really good developer of talent. Uh, just a great young guy, great young family, and uh, couldn't be more happy to have him. Boy, that's great. Great to add him to your staff. Any other uh, staff additions you can talk about today? Not yet, but okay. it'll be coming. Uh, it'll be coming. It'll be coming real soon, and uh, it'll be a familiar face. It'll be an exciting face for all of Baylor Baylor baseball. I know that. There you go. All right, appreciate it. Hey, man, go back little, to work. Little piece, little, actually, actually, there should be a couple new announcements here. You know, with 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 the recruiting guy and hitting guy and and and, and volunteer assistant coming out as two. So, ah. and both of them will be very exciting to Baylor fans. And, nice. And I couldn't be I couldn't be more excited about having to the staff. So it'll be coming out in the next couple of days. All right, that's a pretty good tease. I appreciate that. Hey, thanks for your time. Go back to work and uh, congratulations again. I thought yesterday was just as good as it possibly could have been, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're back at Baylor. I appreciate it, John. Hey, we're going to do this together. Baylor fans need you. Together's Thank the you. word. Thanks, Mitch. Appreciate it. No JMO, no problem. This is the best of the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the best of the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Aaron Sexton. After the shootings in Uvalde, John was able to talk with former Baylor football great Van McElroy. Van is a resident of Uvalde. John talked to him a couple of days after the tragic shootings, and here is that conversation. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. 
Back with us, John Morris Show on a Friday, and uh, you don't need me or us to tell you it has just been a horrific, heartbreaking week this week in, in Uvalde, Texas, and really by extension to all of us who have kids, who have grandkids, uh, that just hits really, really close to home, the murders. I mean, it's nothing short of murders of those uh, kids and the teachers at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. As I mentioned earlier, uh, when I first heard about it, when the news was breaking on Tuesday, the first person I thought of was Van McElroy, former Baylor uh, All-American defensive back, uh, played in the NFL, Raiders, and uh, Van is from Uvalde, and he joins us now this afternoon. And uh, Van, I wish it was under different circumstances, but it is nice to have you on with us. It's good to be on, guys. Is this John? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. You, you remember yeah. me? Long you know, time, we worked brother. together. You, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Man, the good old days. Yeah, it was. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, boy, the good old days ain't what they used to be. I am so sorry for what has happened in your town this week. Um, that, that's, I don't know if you know those people personally, but, boy, that just gets really close to home, doesn't it? It really does, and, and we know some of the families, obviously, and the difficult part, I'll just give you, the that day I, I had actually taken off uh, from the house here. I was going to eat at the uh, Vosca's little restaurant uh, on the west side, and, and I always go the back way, and, and I went, when going that way, I go through, I go right by uh, Rob's school, and mm. So I went by, and man, uh, I noticed cars were stacked up. Uh, I saw some cop cars. I saw lights going everywhere as I began to go around. Every one of the exits were closed. Again, cars were packed at each of those. Uh, police cars were coming from every direction, and it obviously was just a madhouse at that moment. And I pulled over just to ask a couple of people that were standing there and just what was going on. And that's how, that's the shooting had, uh, had either started, you know, uh, but it had just taken place. And, you know, I began to call some people and try to figure out just what the heck that really meant. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that that can mean. And, uh, and as I began to, to get a feel for it, you know, everything goes through your mind. I, first off, I mean, the parents, as you said, the grandparents, uh, just the families, uh, what a nightmare. That's just horrible. I mean, and, and I've got a grandson that's eight years old. He, mm. he happened to be at Anthem school versus Rob, which mm. is not far away. It could have, could have very well been that school, you know? And, and so all of those things, emotions begin to start creeping in as you begin to really take time to think through this and what has transpired and, and, uh, you know, evils around and, and goodness gracious, it's just a, it's just a terrible moment. It really is. And I feel for those families and uh, good people, you know, yeah. and it's a good town. Yeah. It's just hard. Tell our listeners, tell us about the city of Uvalde. Not a big city at all. Uh, so like you said, I mean, you know, that those families, I'm sure everybody has a connection to somebody at that school. Absolutely. And I, you know, for me, Growing up here, we moved here when I was six months old, and I would tell you that where I grew up over there, Laurel Street, that John, it's the greatest neighborhood in the history of neighborhoods. <laughs> I mean, it just kids everywhere. I mean, it's typical, just a great small town where everybody knows each other, and you know, 
those days we had Sunday afternoon football games at the little park. There was a little park in that neighborhood, and we'd all go and, you know, we had our names and our jerseys. It just, but but st- things like that is is kind of what this place is about, and uh, and and you you go through that and, and understanding the closeness of the community and 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 just you know like I said, everyone knowing each other, and then something like this takes place. Uh, it really creates a bit of a fog. I mean, you just cannot believe that it actually happened. To be honest with you, you're sitting here still trying to go to that. It, so it really did happen, you know, and it did. And uh, and so we're just trying to to get the shock, you know, away a little bit and try to understand what has transpired and why. And and, and obviously, then you have all of those those moments and, and complications that 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 are coming in from every which direction. And trying to handle that is is oh, it's it's complicated, John. It is so difficult. And, you know, it's so fresh, you know, it's only been four days ago. I'm sure that uh, shock is a good term to use with the feeling you you folks have there in Uvalde. I'm sure there's uh, just a lot of people still in shock over this. You really are. And it just it, it, it has put a fever amongst the, the community where people just, you know, when you're in shock, you don't know what to say. And all you can know is that 20 some odd kids were sitting and were laying in a room uh, dead and you had parents outside wondering, grandparents, you know, whomever outside wondering, is my child in there or are they not? You know, and I put myself in, in that situation, yourself, John, just just how tragic uh, that feeling would be. Sure. And goodness gracious, it's just hard to. It's just hard to really consume, and I think everybody right now is trying to just deal with it in their own way, and that creates a lot of complicated discussions, and then you, then you bring in you know you, the politics of it all, and it just gets ugly, man. And and so that part of it is becoming very difficult right now in the community, and and we're just trying to to battle through it, brother. Well, and know that we're with you, too. I mean, know that uh, you're right there in the middle of it. But, gosh, there's so many people. Uh, my wife and I just continuously pray for your community and pray for those families and the lost kids. And it, It's just tough for so many people. So know that you're not alone in that and uh, and spread that word. Uh, your, your mayor, uh, it sounds like uh, he's a pretty good source of strength there just by what I've seen on television. Don's a good guy. Went to, went to school with he and his brother. I mean, that's how close the community is. You know, the mayor, I know him well, and <laughs> he is a fighter, and he wants he wants good for people. You know, he, he's a common-sense type of person that that understands things and, and, and wants to make sure this community remains a community and doesn't turn into some infestation of just evil, you know? Yeah. And, and so, and, and he doesn't put up with a lot of junk. Uh, he he really is a protector type of mentality, and and love him, and and uh, uh, I think he's he's doing everything he can to try and and help people, and that's just where he's at. Van McElroy, our guest, former Baylor standout football player, played the pros with the Raiders, and uh, resident, lifelong resident. Uh, after six months, uh, you were born in where Birmingham? Is that right, Birmingham, Alabama? Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, Birmingham. And then, then to Uvalde. Yeah, 
and Diavaldi and they've been here ever since. And we lived, like I said, in town there, like a little Laurel Street, which again was just a great place to be. And 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 everywhere, every community or every area there in Uvalde, it's just good. You know, just imagine a small town. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Everyone each other and and you see each other at lunch and you it takes you forever to sit down and, and huh. finally get your meal because you're shaking hands and saying hi and talking about what this guy over here did the other day or this girl, you know, just stuff. And, and it's fun and, and unique. And, and a lot of people don't experience that necessarily. And, you know, Gail and I, uh, you know, we bought a place out of town about six miles where we live. And, and so we're out here in the country a bit. And, and, uh, so that part of it, we're not in the midst of it, mm-hmm. you know, at least when we're at home. Uh, but going anywhere in town, obviously, like I said, driving right by it when it was happening and then talking to everyone. I mean, again, we have seven grandkids, John, which wow. is pro- probably hard for you to believe. That is very hard and, to uh, believe. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm 62 years old. Yeah, no, I know. I am too. You feel old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am too. No, but again, and that speaks to, uh, you know, it, it really speaks to if something like this can happen in your city, in that city, you know, kind of a great all-America city. It can happen anywhere, which is just scary to think, you know, that it happened right there in Uvalde, Texas. And, and try to go through this thing, John, for your listeners and and understand the, the difficulty and the complications of it. Because in a small town, I mean, I, I leave my doors unlocked to my car. I yeah. don't, you know, and, 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 you know, we it's just that way. And and so, you know, coming in here and, and, and really trying to take the clock back and, and, and just hit these people with every single, you know, thought, uh, and it's just hard, you know, and, and obviously the, the loss of, of a child is, is just unbearable. Uh, but no one, you know, would ever in this community want to create a situation that, that made it easy for this guy to do anything. I mean, it just, if there's a will, there's a way. And I don't mean that in any political way. I mm-hmm. mean, when, when someone is, is sick and, and they're going to find, they're going to find a gun, whether it's legal, whether it's not, sure. they're going to find them. And, and, and how do you, how do you get rid of the evil? How do you do that? That's a whole nother question and, and a whole nother difficult, you know, discussion. Uh, but to start pinning, uh, some good people down and, and really, uh, you know, laying them out is is a bit difficult right now and because i know i know some of the people you know i know the i know the uh, superintendent very well went to school with him played football with him guy loves loves people and has done a great job in this community and and so you know to 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 go through every little crook and cranny and 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 create the idea that maybe you know someone you know was absent if you will Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and allowing this to take place is just, it, it, to me, is, is just insane. And can you go through and then try to create, uh, go back and step through, go through these steps and, and see those things that you can do better and what have you? Absolutely. Uh, but goodness gracious, it's, John, just just try to imagine that. Mm. I mean, just imagine you and myself being a superintendent or being anybody, being the teacher. Right. No. You know, and, and what have you just, you know, we're, we're loving people and, and, uh, we're just teaching kids that day. And, and, uh, and all of a sudden this guy and, and boom, and it's there and you just kind of root one from it. And that's where, that is where everybody is right now. And I just, I feel bad 
for the community, and I certainly feel bad for those involved in the public school portion of it, because there's a lot of just starting to be a lot of blame and and difficulties, and and I, my prayers are with them, you know, and uh, too, because no one, no one would ever obviously want anything sure. like this. Sure, sure, right. And I will say this, John, that the 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 most difficult part of this process uh, that all of us will have to come to some point in time. And this is hard, hard stuff uh, is that somewhere in this to, to ever be able to get any peace uh, from within this, uh, we're going to need to forgive the guy. And, mm. and that's a very complicated subject in and of itself. And, and everybody will have that time and, and will do that in their time, especially those that lost their, their special, special people in their life. Uh, but that's going to be a very necessary part of it. Yeah, well, that's saying a lot to even bring that up. And final thought, uh, you know, again, it's just just very recent, four days ago. Uh, how would you describe to us kind of the mood in in Uvalde? You know, over the city of Uvalde right now. It, it's very cloudy, and it, it's it's just in a real state of shock. And I think every everybody is trying to understand. And as you know, John, we are all different as, as human beings. We we all analyze differently. We hear things differently. We see things. And so you get all of that, and then you complicate it with everyone coming in and trying to grab at certain situations and create uh, things that, that really are a bit unfair, if you will. I mean, right. there, there certainly is time for, to figure out what can we do better. I understand that. That That is a needed thing in any one of these situations. But to come in and not even know the people and understand the people and realize the goodness of this community uh, and try to rip it apart, I think that part of it is what really is making uh, the, the the community here be put in a real difficult, complicated situation. Mm. Well, very well said. You're a good man, Van. I appreciate you uh, sharing with us and talking to us today in a very difficult time. And please give my best to Gail and just hug those seven grandkids. Just hug them a little bit tighter. And uh, I will see you down hey, the road. John, you just, you just said something right there. Yep. Everybody listening today, go grab that kid. Yep. Love them. And yep. enjoy each day with them. Because you just don't know, man. We don't. Okay, yeah. love you, John. That's great. You too, bud. Thanks very much. Van McElroy with us, uh, former Baylor football great, played uh, in the NFL with the Raiders. And uh, I think you can hear in his voice, Aaron, you can hear, uh, you know, the hurt really in his voice that his ha- this happened in his city and it's affected people that he knows and went to school and played football with the superintendent and knows the mayor, you know, really, really well as well. So uh, small town America, but uh, – just a tragedy that happened, uh, you know, at our, you know, in our area here in the state of Texas. So we feel for Van, we feel for uh, everyone there, and we certainly uh, send our prayers for comfort uh, in the loss of these innocent children. No JMO, no problem. This is the best of the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. The best of the John Moore Show wrapping up. On a Wednesday afternoon with one of John's Inside the Den segments. Every week, John talks to someone in Baylor Athletics who you might not usually get a chance to hear from. 
And recently he talked with Jake Baskin from the Baylor Bear Foundation. And here is that conversation. It's time now for Inside the Den, a weekly visit with someone inside the Baylor Athletic Department. Here's the voice of the Bears. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday. Fun deal we do on Mondays during the summer, may extend beyond that, is uh, Inside the Den, visiting with someone in Baylor Athletics that you may not normally have a chance to hear from, and uh, and maybe that's the case today. We welcome in Jake Baskin from the Baylor Bear Foundation. And uh, Jake, welcome to you on a holiday. Thanks for letting us bother you, and we appreciate you being on. No problem, John. Thanks for having me. It's hot out there, so I'm glad to have an excuse to be indoors today. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. We'll extend it as long as we can to keep you indoors as long as we can. And I, uh, I gave your title from our website uh, as a uh, you know preview of you being on, but I was wrong in that. So let me say and announce to everyone, congratulations to you. Uh, a move up in the Bear Foundation. Tell everybody about your expanding role in the Bear Foundation. Oh, sure thing. No big deal. I appreciate any intro that attaches me to Baylor Athletics is a good one, so I'm happy for any of that. But, yeah, a lot of exciting things going on here within athletics as we wound down our comprehensive philanthropic campaign across campus, Give Light. Um, Baylor's Baylor's generous donors jumped us over the $1.1 billion mark here most, most recently. So as a result of that, we're expanding a little bit. We need to get more fundraisers out there in the field because we got so many generous donors. We, we need more people to go talk to them. So um, all that to say, uh, Nick Florence, my boss, a name that, that a lot of our listeners are going to know, uh, is, is still my boss. He's moving up to uh, handle what we consider principal level giving. And so I'll be here internally with University Advancement still um, working on major gifts. Um, as a uh, as a managing director of uh, of major gifts within athletics, Very. so same same job, just slightly different title. Still, yeah. the job is to go uh, advance athletics forward through our fundraising efforts. That's great, and I know you guys. You don't worry about titles one bit. You just want to get out there and do the job. But congratulations to you. That is a real step forward. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And again, thanks for being on with us today. Explain how it works in advancement, and that's the term we use now. It used to be, for many years, development, you know, the area of development or fundraising, but now advancement is the term. Uh, explain to our listeners how that works as it relates to your job and athletics, you know, compared to the overall advancement team on campus. Sure thing. Sure thing. No, I'm with you. I used to say development, and then some people thought I was maybe a real estate agent, which <laughs> nothing against that department at all, but that's not what I do. All right. I started using advancement. So, yeah, you know, Dr. Livingstone and our Board of Regents are really, really awesome and forward-thinking in terms of allowing our university fundraising team um, to be housed, essentially, at least the athletic arm of that fundraising team, to be housed here within athletics. Um which is really my passion as it relates to Baylor University in general. So there's a university development team responsible for um, our fundraising efforts and um, working with our donors on, on philanthropy and how they might want to impact Baylor and Baylor University. But our role here individually with athletics, um, there's a team of uh, 
of three people, soon to be four, um, on the university advancement side that works to raise money at the major gift level for things like capital projects or our scholarship endowment or maybe uh, excellence fund endowments. There's a, um, a group of us essentially dedicated to that sort of special projects type fundraising. And then, of course, there's the Bear Foundation, which I'm definitely passionate about being a former student athlete here for the Bears and, and the, the very small scholarship uh, that I earned uh, was still made possible by the generosity of those donors. So we work hand in hand closely with the, the Bear Foundation, the folks that are out talking to our donors, uh, six, 7,000 plus of them that are giving to our annual fund essentially to help offset our student athlete scholarship costs uh, for the 500 plus student athletes that come to Baylor to compete and represent us. So we work very closely, our major gifts team, even though we're technically on the university advancement org chart, we're embedded here, same hallway with all the Bear Foundation folks, and we definitely consider them teammates and colleagues in our overall uh, goal of, of fundraising here within the department, um, which uh, will be not quite sure yet exactly what it will be, but um, whatever it's going to be, we're going to work really closely with the Bear Foundation to, to make that happen alongside our major gift efforts. Gotcha. And I'm always impressed how uh, how organized uh, your area is, you know, advancement on campus, advancement uh, in athletics, Bear Foundation. For example, the uh, trip we took to Houston with Coach Aranda speaking at a dinner that night, you know, uh, Coach Aranda, uh, we left earlier in the day than we really needed to to get to the dinner, but you took advantage of that trip to uh, to visit some folks, some Baylor folks down there. Uh, you, you guys are really organized in that respect. That's true. That's true. Yeah, our alumni team, which is also housed under advancement, Paul Thorpe and his crew do a great job helping coordinate those types of events that bring a lot of Baylor enthusiasts together under one roof in one room. And we certainly try to capitalize on on the momentum and the energy that's that's you know gets around those types of events. Anytime your head football coach is uh, kind enough and generous enough with his time to to come out, we want to capitalize on that. And I think you would agree that at Baylor we uh we try to be as efficient and and do do more with less than some of our competitors um just because of our you know, maybe the size of our alumni base or the size of our school, but we've shown that we don't have to compromise or, or give up anything when it comes to being competitive and being elite on the court or on the field of play. Um, but we've gotten good at doing more with less, right? So that's one of the ways we try to do that. Yeah, very well said. It's got to be a fun time, isn't it, Jake, to, uh, you know, with all the things going on at Baylor University overall and Baylor athletics in particular, to uh, to call on people. And, uh, you know, I'm sure those folks that you visit with love talking Baylor athletics and love knowing options uh, in which they can be involved. Absolutely. it's It's been kind of uh, Coach Drew and Coach Aranda, as well as all of our other head coaches here recently, to have such success across the board, um, whether it's, you know, championships in the conference or, or national championships or even the success we've had. Um, I say we, you know, being an older, old, over the hill, I might add, student athletes, hmm. hard to kind of take that, that uniform in your mind off. But, you know, our graduation success rate, the, um, the, the success we've had in the classroom, I think we're eight years in a row now leading our, our conference in GSR. Um, so absolutely a great time to be out talking about the green and gold. And um, people are certainly never lack for passion when it comes to Baylor athletics, but it's um, it's been great 
the only thing I can think that might be better is just maybe having a headset on and being on the radio and getting to have all the confetti <laughs> fall on you from the radio booth. Um, you know? Yeah, I don't know if that's better, but it's pretty good. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's pretty good. Jake Baskin, our guest, Associate AD for Baylor Athletics, Senior Director of Development and uh, former baseball letter winner. And uh, I'm thinking about, about the years you were here, Jake. Uh, came in in 95, finished in 2000. That was a very successful stretch. Uh, really the start, um, uh, very near the start of uh, Steve Smith, Mitch Thompson, Hoot Jonigan, that era of Baylor baseball. Uh, what stands out to you about your playing days at Baylor? That's a that's a very short conversation in memory, John. It doesn't take me too long to talk about <laughs> my playing days. I think the greatest contribution I made, well, and you're right, some some historically good teams for Baylor baseball in the late '90s, and I was certainly glad to be a part of that. Had a great seat for 99% of them, meaning the bench or the bullpen. <laughs> um, my my biggest contribution was probably just staying out of Jason Jennings' way. Um, on his way of our apartment over to the baseball field, we were roommates for a couple of years. So the best thing I did was just stay out of his way so he could get to the ballpark. <laughs> That's great. That's cool. But you you were a big part of some really great, uh, really great teams, really great seasons. Jason Jennings, a big part of that. Ninety eighth, the NCAA regional in uh, in Gainesville, Florida. Wasn't that fun when when this team broke through? You know, finally broke through and went to a regional. Absolutely, no, for sure, and I. Probably my one of my favorite memories. I mean, they all kind of run together, and it's, it may be odd to, to to name a loss as one of the highlights. But you'll probably remember that next year in '99, when the ballpark was nearing its completion, the ballpark, and we were able to host the Super Regional against Oklahoma State, and sweltering hot. Classes were already over, but it felt like the entire student body stuck around that summer to come out and and cheer us on and support us in that super regional against Oklahoma state and came up a little short, um, five outs, not that I'm, not that I'm counting or remember, um, but was really neat experience just to see our student body and really the city of Waco rally around our program and our team. And again, we didn't complete our goal that year, but, um, like to think it, it went a long way towards establishing some of the championship pedigree that, that came, uh, in the years following, and certainly that 05 team that, that went to Omaha that I've always had so much respect for. Yeah, and uh, in 2000, part of a uh, Big 12 championship team in 2000 as well, so a lot of success during your time here. And Mitch Thompson is uh, is now back. Uh, the announcement yesterday or last week in the formal press conference we now know coming up on Thursday of Mitch as our new head baseball coach. Uh, that's fun, isn't it? Because I know you know Mitch really, really well. You know, I heard a thing or two about Mitch in the last <laughs> week or so. I I thought there was some news that I needed to tune in on. <laughs> yes, absolutely uh, thrilled for thrilled for Coach Thompson or or Coach T as a lot of us know him as. I I know, I guess technically we're we're coworkers at this point. I, I may need to start calling him Mitch, but I you know he's always going to be Coach T to me. So um, thrilled for he and Amber, and just could not think of someone more well prepared or deserving. And really, quite frankly, who I think wants this job uh, and wanted this job now that he's got it, um, I'll say in the present tense, uh, than, than, than anyone else. So excited for him and can't think of anyone better to, to try to get things back to where we know they, they can be and where we, we enjoy them to be not so long ago. 
Yeah, that's true. And isn't it fun to have somebody, you know, coming in, uh, you know, new head coach for a program, but gosh, he knows uh, Baylor so well and he knows Baylor baseball so well. 18 years here as an assistant. You know, that's that's really fun to have Mitch uh, coming back home, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think he'll that that's true in more ways than one. Right. Just in terms of some of the relationships that he's got across um, our state, which is a pretty strong one from a prep baseball summer league club league standpoint those relationships he's got, it's not like he's going to have to start from square one or kind of get out a Texas map. You know, if there's anybody that knows his way around the back roads of, of Texas high school and summer league baseball, it's Mitch Thompson. So yes, he knows his way around campus, but, but I like to think he knows his way around our state and, um, and the, and the recruiting ranks as well. So I think, um, there's a lot of different ways that, that coach can capitalize on, on his time here. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, tell us, uh, Jake, I mentioned this earlier also, before you came back to Baylor, before we got you back home here at Baylor, you spent, was it 10 years in Austin working, uh, working at UT? Well, we don't, we don't have to necessarily let everything out. Of the no, 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 no. This is part of your story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I usually just say a conference competitor. There no, you go. I, I graduated from Baylor in 2000 with a business degree. And this was back when the internet was like, you know, I, I sound like a, an old guy here, but the internet was really just starting to kind of come online. No, no pun intended. And, and Dell computer was investing pretty heavily in college campuses for recruiting purposes. So I, I went to work for Dell right out of college for about three years and really just didn't take me long to really miss the pull of, of uh, athletics and specifically uh, college athletics. And so the, as quick as I could, I, I jumped into minor league baseball, um, vocationally uh, wasn't drafted, but started working for the Round Rock Express just because I missed being around the game so much. And then um, for about 15, 16, 17 years after that, my main career was in uh, third-party rights holder. So basically selling sponsorships and advertising for, for college athletics teams and did that for a couple of schools uh, uh, through Learfield IMG College. But and and thrilled to be back here in Waco for uh, the last 18, 20 months or so, getting to be a part of Max Vision to prepare champions for life. That just really resonates with me. And the experience I had as a college athlete, I mean, I I, I was having a little fun with it earlier, but even just being on the very end of the bench, so to speak, just the the opportunity that college athletics affords people. And I've got the benefit of kind of looking in hindsight and retrospect to to the lessons that, that I was able to learn and experience and how that helped me, um, as Mac would say, prepare champions for life. So that when I heard about that, it was like, yes, sign me up. Let me get in the middle of that. Wow. That's great. That's a great story. Uh, final thought, tell everybody uh, about your family. I know Ryder is the, is the one member of your family I, I see most often because he loves coming out to practices and games and coming up to your office. No, you're absolutely right. He he has already laid out the clothes he wants to wear to his first football game. And I've tried to explain to him, like, you know, 100 days away or whatever from even when that game might be. He won't be going to the first one. Um, but he is undeterred. So, absolutely, yeah. Um, we have my wife, Meredith, and I, uh, we're celebrating 10 years of marriage next summer. And um, we have uh, – 
just turned eight-year-old girl. We have a rider who'll be six um, on Friday. And uh-huh. then Kate is three and a half, and her twin sister, Maya, obviously will uh, is three and a half as well. So three girls and a boy. Very nice. Great family there. And, man, we are so glad you are uh, you are here at Baylor and back at your alma mater and doing great work uh, with Advancement and with the Bear Foundation. Hey, thanks for letting us bother you on a holiday. I really appreciate it, and uh, I will see you down the hallway tomorrow. No problem. One quick shout-out if I can, because yes. I know you like to do birthdays. This yes. This segment. Yes. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind the, the uh, Bear faithful that uh, Mr. Florence, Nick Florence, you can fact check me on his age uh-huh. tomorrow, but his birthday is tomorrow. Um, <laughs> not today, but hopefully within the 24-hour rule. So uh, happy early birthday to Nick. And again, thanks, John. I, I wouldn't even be in this chair if it wasn't for the generosity of our donors and their desire to make an impact transformationally through the lives of our student athletes here within athletics. So we're so grateful for all the generosity exhibited to Baylor Athletics through our donors, and is just excited for what's coming down the pipe in the coming years. Well, it's exciting. Thanks very much, Jake. I appreciate your time. All right. Take care. All right, see you. Thanks. Jake Baskin uh, with the Bear Foundation, Associate AD, Senior Director of Development, and that is a move up. Nick Florence uh, had been uh, in that chair in that office, but is now moving to campus. He's not leaving Baylor, but Nick, uh, really an expanded role, opens the door for an expanded role for Jake Baskin as well, former Baylor baseball pitcher. And uh, you think about, you know, some pretty good seasons in there, 95, 96, 97, 98, goes to the uh, NCAA tournament in Gainesville, uh, Florida, 99, hosts a regional, hosts a super regional, comes close to a college World Series uh, appearance, losing to uh, Oklahoma State in the super regional in 99, and then 2000 uh, Big 12 Conference Championship team. So, Jake, uh, he's downplaying it, but a big part of that success for Baylor baseball. All right, uh, we appreciate Jake. That is our Inside the Den segment for uh, this Monday. Let's